this week, it's time to muscle up. That's right. We're going to muscle up on the Bob Jeswold show. That's not a wordle, Joanne, is it? No, I it's can't not. get it. I know. She's looking diligently, just trying to find that one letter that makes sense. You ever play wordle? It's a game for everybody. Oh, it makes Scrabble look so easy. So anyway, we're looking at a great way to talk about well and fitness, but for a good cause. And at the same time, in miraculous Guinness Book of World Record setter in Columbus, Georgia, You'll see it coming up next on the Bob Jeswold Show with my co-host, Joanne Kogel. Personal power. People positive. The community of connection. This is the Bob Jeswald Show. We're raising the bar when it comes to a Guinness Book of World Record, and it is with Brandon Tucker. It's surpassing what he has done before, which I thought would be impossible. How do you do 1,300 muscle-ups, Joanne? Um, I would say you put one foot in front of the other over and over and over again, but it's not I, that way. I, I can't, I can't even fathom it. So in 24 hours, well, I mean, I can fathom it because I've watched him sure, do it yeah, over watched, and over watched, and over and over, and over, him and over again. Uncommon athlete one year and then this year he's up in Ohio and yeah. Anyway, speaking of what, just dive right into it. Brandon Tucker with no coffee in his cup, <laughs> retired army ranger, always leading the way. Um, I got gum on my cup. That's right. I got to make sure I don't show. Thank you, Joanne. And I just called it out anyway. So <laughs> Brandon, get that micro close to you, brother. And we are so excited to have you here. Tell, tell us how invigorating that has to be to set a Guinness book of world record. It's, uh, it feels good. Good. Could you get a little closer to your mic a little bit? <laughs> Tilt your mic up a little bit and get right in there. You can almost eat the mic a little bit. I know speaking, it's like kind of get like that. And we see how I'm talking just so we can hear you. Yeah. It's funny because guys like you, I mean, you're, you're, you know, this guy's tough guy, but t- you just, you speak so softly, but, uh, you, you, you carry a lot of strength with you and, and especially being uh, an army ranger too. I mean, and you still train like there's no tomorrow. Um, Brandon, t- tell us what a muscle up is first. Um, a muscle up is basically a step up from a pull up, um, with the addition of a dip at the top of the bar. Oh, it's like a pull up. gymnast, Joanne, or you're saying? Yeah, Joanne, so you like pull yourself over the bar and then press yourself up. That's crazy. Yeah. 1,300 of those in 24 hours. Yeah, and I want to make it clear, there's no kipping. Okay, yeah. which means, no. explain that to folks. So kipping is like swinging your body, using your body weight for momentum to get over the bar. So this is this is straight up, nice form, mm-hmm. good form, solid form with no swing, no moving, no kick, no trying to swing for momentum. Yeah. Like you, and then maybe that's a bad analogy. I said a gymnast, gymnast does use momentum to swing. You're not doing that. No. Wow. Which, which makes it way harder. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, just watching you um, do something like that. I mean, just the physical portion of this what kind of training is involved in this is it just because you're just a guy who's always in fit you work out all the time you're a trainer crossfit csg you do your thing or what's the deal Uh, it's really not as complicated as people make it out to be it's i mean (laughs) you make it sound easy easy for you (laughs) it's a lot of the same thing over and over and over again yeah i'd be sitting there with my clients and be like why is that guy doing that over and over and over again (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure when i showed up (laughs) to her gym everyone thought i was crazy so well hey somebody's got to set a world record right yeah okay well that being said joanne's saying it it's the repetitive motion what kind of i mean we're talking about aches and pains i mean i I think about i do pull-ups which is totally different and so much easier it's like half of the effort pull-ups or chin-ups bob well i do 
well, pull up to me, I do, I do a pull up wide grip, pull up where I pull myself up over the bar and then, and the chin up, I'm reversing it like this and then pull myself just up. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think? I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to chins and I didn't say uh, anything. Joanne, come on. I got, I got <laughs> some physical words. attributes here. I didn't understand, <laughs> but she's right. She's got to, she's got to test me. That's okay. Keep me in check. But what you get that little, I was telling you guys like some tendonitis or something mm -hmm. that would be the first thing someone may ask. It's like, how, how does, how do you do this? And you go through all this aches and pains. And then we're going to talk about, you know, you're working with gallon fuel a little bit too, in the same space with Corey Smith. I mean, of course, Smith ran 565 miles to the point where he's got stress fractures in his feet and then he had to ride a bike the rest of the way. I mean, is it sort of like that? I mean, you're, you're putting your body through a lot. Yeah. I mean, I anticipated injuries to happen. I mean, I, I, throughout the training, I tried to prevent them as much as I could by doing a lot of accessory work and, really building up the shoulders and the joints and things like that. But I mean, I knew that somewhere along the line, I'd have to take a step back and address some, some issues as they came up. Are you, I mean, Joanne, I look at you, you just seem, do you think he was going to do this? Be honest. Did you think? Oh, he was gonna... absolutely. 100%. There was no doubt in my right. mind. Is it the mental acuity of a ranger that, cause I know I come from ranger family, got, you know, nephews, father-in-law, everybody, you know, that are rangers i get it they're they're you guys are there's no excuse does that training help or do you think you know if you were just a civilian guy doing it you have to train a different way or do you just think you're used to getting through that pain uh, so for the training I, I think a lot of people they're they they limit their goals they they limit themselves by setting small goals um and for me i, I don't I don't, I don't think you should do that. I think you should set a big goal and then break it down into more manageable goals. Um, and that's kind of how I approached it. I mean, I, I knew that it would take some time and, but I built off of the pull-ups. So I had already trained for 14 months. And I, right. so I kind of carried that movement into the, to the muscle ups and then just kind of backwards planned on, Hey, here's the number I want to be at before I attempt it. And how do I get there? What was your pull-up number? Uh, 7,715. This is Jeez. Go. Uh, in yeah. 24 hours. It's another world record. Yeah, because yeah, it was the other, right, yeah. it's the other world record. What, I, I just, it's a lot of, it's just, man. Wow. I mean, who, who did you, who did you surpass in the Guinness Book? Who was the other person in the world? Is it someone in the United States or another American or was it somewhere else? For the pull-ups? Yes. For the pull-ups, his name was John Orth. And I believe he's out of, uh, Colorado. Okay. Maybe. He makes uh, violins for a living. <laughs> really? Yeah, I guess he's like an avid um, rock climber as well. So that oh, well, of, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. He can he can hang there for. He'd be one of those guys you go to the mall and they they it's, say, "Hey, we'll give you." See that one coming? Yeah, I know. Yeah, really, exactly. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you could just hang there for. But I, but I did learn a lot from him. I obviously did my research and was looking into kind of what he was doing when I was training for the pull ups or what he did to to set that current record and. It was just a lot of reps. There was nothing special about his training other than he was doing a ton of pull-ups. And when I first saw like how many he was doing, it really humbled me. It made me really kind of step my game up. So. Yeah, you touched on something, being humble. It's always when you come from that space, it seems like it always it, it gives you the right, yeah. you know, 
you get the right mark above that. Joanne's looking at me. <laughs> she, she's good. That's just my look. You know, but you know, but here's the thing. Is there a camaraderie thing? I mean, does, does Orth just give you a call and say, dude, thanks for breaking my record or, or does he? No. So I reached out to him okay. um, about a week before I attempted to break his record. I, I shot him a message. Hey, I'm going to try to break your record. Um, I would love it if you'd give me some advice, you know, on how, how I can make this happen. And he was nice enough and um, humble enough to kind of give me some, cool. some pointers. And one of the big things was keeping my hands dry. Had I not called him or messaged him, I would have been, I probably wouldn't have broke his record. So chalk? What do you do? Just dry it off with a towel? Or no. What? So I had going into it the, when I called him, it was about a week out from my attempt. Um, I had one pair of gloves. I had a pair of grips. I had like, that was it. Just, wow. just the stuff I'd been training with. And he was like, how many gloves do you have? How, you know, what's your plan for keeping them dry? And I was like, I have one pair. Oh, he's like, <laughs> he's dude, like dude, you're done. To, yeah, he's like, go to Home Depot, go to Lowe's, try on some gloves. Make sure you have several pairs so that you can be swapping them out and, and keeping them dry. And then he actually brought up a blow dryer, which... I never would have thought bring a blow dryer huh. to keep them. You're dry. kidding me. Yeah, so. so you could though that that's now this Guinness book they don't put any like rules in there like you no can't use you cannot manual. like you can't use a blow dryer. So there's there's kind yeah. of a gray area with yeah. these records and it doesn't I haven't seen it in the guidelines that Guinness puts out, but if you've used grips, Joanne, you can attest to this. Grips that strap to you, they actually help your 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 grip strength. So you're not having to use as much natural grip strength to hold yourself to the bar because a lot of those leather palms, mm -hmm. they're strapped to your wrist. So when the weight of your body is on top of the bar on that leather palm, it's essentially pulling you at the wrist. So it's taking out all your finger and grip strength. Gets a great way to describe yeah, it. So yeah, I got you. From yeah. When I went into it, the last thing I wanted was to do it <clears throat> with like a pair of grips, like any big name grip out there, most of them strapped to you. So I didn't want to strap anything to my hand because the last thing I want to do is break this record and then have people coming back at me like, oh, well, of course you did that many. You had victory grips or bear claw yeah, or whatever. Sure. So I, I had victory grips, but I never strapped them to my hand. So people that are new to this, they don't understand Guinness Book of World Record setting and all these good things. You have a camera on you. There's a timer that's this, this way. There's checks and balances. So nobody could say you, you tried to do just that and you didn't. And then you have witnesses that are keeping log and witness statements they have to fill out and certified coaches actually have to be the ones counting the reps. Wow. Okay. Well, that's yeah. a long time. Do they switch out or is it the same coach? <laughs> no, they switch out. Yeah, I was going to say. Four hour shifts. How did you sleep? I guess that's my next. And I, and I, I don't think he slept. I don't think. Long. How the heck did you do? Well, I know. I did a 25-hour workout in Las Vegas with a DJ before 9-11. It was the week before 9-11. And my Ranger brother-in-law, I asked him, Brian Searcy, give him a shout out. He was with his unit was Tiger Swan. He was, he was an SF guy. He, he didn't like the big, big stuff. But he, he, he was a Ranger. And he said, the key, Bob, when you stay up all night, he goes, stop, don't drink, no caffeine, protein, hydrate like crazy. Hydrate, but no. Yeah, and I don't know if, there, if there's any other tricks to, to that. I disagree with caffeine. Okay, yeah, you see, you're like, heck with that, I'm doing a caffeine. Yeah, I, drink, I drink coffee for 24 hours. I'll tell you, at 18 hours, I thought I was going to face plant. But you got to remember, back then, back then, I was, how old was I? I was 30 years old. Like 12? No, I was 12. Yeah, I wish I was. I was like, no, wait a minute. Um, no, I was 9-11. Uh, no, 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 no. I was 35 years old. I was like 35 years old. I couldn't do it now. There's no way. Yeah. But I mean, and, and you know, my man's for 24 hours all the time. What are you but I kind of do anyway with couple, but I get like four it's hours. Bad weather. Hours. You, uh, that's different. Yeah, you know what? And you're right. Severe hours. weather. I've been up 36 hours. It, that's very true. And I do do caffeine. 
but I'm not trying to set up. I'm not like working out. You know, I'm I'm working my brain and working on a computer. It's probably. But to answer your question about sleep, no, I didn't sleep. Yeah. I took so at midnight. This is talking about the muscle ups. I uh, took a break. I was at like 930 something at like 10 o'clock at night. Jeez. Wow. Um, I started at 10 a.m. So 12 hours in, I'd already hit 930 something. I don't know. I don't remember, but I. My hands were starting to hurt pretty bad at that point. So I was like, I need to take a break. I'm going to try to take a nap and we're going to start back up at midnight. Jeez. But I, I just laid there. Gosh. <laughs> My mind was racing. So, like, and that's the same thing that happened with the pull ups. I tried to take a nap and just, I think the adrenaline. Or it's right. I was just going to say, it's got to be something like that. It's just because it does. Yeah. I know that feeling you get, there's a, <clears throat> there's a dopamine effect at certain points, but then there's a, there's a point too. If you do, sit or stop doing something oh my gosh yeah, your body just says okay sure i'll, I'll yeah. crash yeah and that's the danger of it too so once you have to like warm back up again yeah so yeah, yeah that's a good point joanne that's i didn't want to stop but i had already reached you know three quarters of the goal and i wanted it was just different than the pull-ups the pull-ups i didn't have the time the pull-ups i was chasing the clock i was i mean it was it was more of a race um head to head with John Orth, but the muscle ups, I feel like I had a really good head start. So I felt like I had earned that rest, but I also knew in the back of my mind, rest is kind of your enemy when you're doing yeah. something like that because your body starts to tighten you start to get stiff and then it takes you longer to warm up and then you're risking more injuries. And so I knew that was kind of a, a gamble, but I, I knew that as long as I, when I got back on, I got on the rower and kind of, you know, took five, 10 minutes to just, just to loosen, loosen up. back yeah. up. Yeah. You know, people say don't look at the clock because, but in your case, you have to look at the clock to, to know where you're at to meet those benchmarks. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so how many are you meeting? So per hour, I don't, Joanne, did you tell me this, that per hour you have to hit so many per hour? So oh, many? I mean, I think Brandon had a great strategy. I mean, we were, it was really boring to watch. No offense. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Well, and I, no, it's I, like I, watching paint dry. We, we I mean, you watch some, TV at the I mean, gym a few minutes. Like, okay, I got it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's like like watching, this is really boring, everyone. It's, it's like watching golf on TV. No, I'm and I'm not. No, I'm not golf, golf was no. more exciting. No, golf was more exciting <laughs> yeah. than it says. There it goes too. Sorry, golfers. I don't want to offend anybody. Unless we'll you're wait playing for golf. another fifty seconds. Yeah, I felt so. bad. I feel so bad for everyone that. That has to be that, that, well, that the volunteer. Pe- the people who volunteer that they, they did you take yeah. them out to a big steak dinner afterwards? I haven't, but, but I am going to her. <coughs> yeah, Mary Cubic. Um, oh, Mary was there. Good yeah, old Mary. Oh, she helped good. me with this one. We as love well. Mary. So yeah. I, I, uh, I am going to her house right after this. And oh, really good. Tell her we said hello. Helping her hang yeah. some stuff on her wall. She just moved into a new apartment. So good for her. Yeah, and uh, but no, I do need to take her out on a, a, a steak dinner or something <laughs> because I, if anybody, <laughs> she's just an awesome wingman and or wingwoman and yeah she's she's just been such a support mary was on one of her episodes you can check it out on the bob jesuit show you hit the thumb back a little bit. i can't remember which one but she was she was on and she's dynamic she works with joanne too at her gym and so speaking of which you you are a trainer at the gym when did you just decide about a year you said it was like something like a year ago you just it just popped in your head okay i gotta do this I mean, I knew I was going to go for it when I did the pull-ups. I, yeah. I, so even back then when you did now, And tell everybody about that. That was what? That was a few years ago. That was like three. Yeah, that was 19, 2019. 19, yeah. Yeah, October. I saw you when you got that last one. You made it. it was That room was packed. People were just screaming. Yeah. And, man, what a feeling. That was good. Mm-hmm. That was a good, that was a good Saturday. It was a Saturday afternoon, I remember. I think it was Saturday. It was Saturday or Sunday. It was a Saturday. Yep. It was on a Saturday. 
Wow. Joanne, you're looking at this. You got to be excited. I mean, one of your trainers at your gym does this stuff. This is a nice thing to hang your hat on. So how does this make you feel? Yeah, oh, besides, I, mean, I didn't do it. It's brand. No, but it's all branded. But well, how do you? I mean, it was it was exciting to watch. Uh, I mean, it was much more exciting to watch the training than um, than the actual event. Again, no offense. No, you're, you're not. But, okay. I'm totally aware. But uh, there was a lot of muscle ups that would go on. Yeah. A lot. And a lot of questions like, why, why is he hanging that 70 pound kettlebell between his legs? Like, why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you ever going to make me do that? No, no, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Not at all. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So the kettlebell was hanging between your legs. Let's I be careful doing, how you say that too. Some, yeah. <laughs> this is a way of, Lewis's head just went down. He's our producer here today. He's like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was doing some weighted stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, man. Jeez. Yeah, and Brandon's pretty quiet, so he doesn't really ever say anything except for that he's just constantly doing muscle-ups in the back <laughs> of the gym. And, I mean, he kind of joined us in the middle of the year, and then there's just all of a sudden there's this random guy that's, like, always doing pull-ups and always doing muscle-ups, and people are like, who is that guy? And I was like, that's Brandon. Yeah, that's, that's Brandon, and, the muscle-upper. And he's going to set the world record for, for muscle-ups, so... So, I mean, it's brought a lot, it's like from a community standpoint, I mean, it's brought um, community together at the, at the gym. We're all cheering for them. And um, now I think you walk in and it's like, people want to talk to you about pull-ups. Yeah, I'm really not like that. <laughs> and now, and now, is that, what's yeah. very, very quiet. And yeah. you'd rather just like come in and, and not be noticed. Do, yeah. Do so his how, thing how did we and, get you on this podcast? Leave. This and, is great. Yeah. This is a score this for me. Is, and I think like even this morning, Tanya was like, yeah. I, I saw Tanya and I was like, oh, Brandon's going to have to talk. Here comes Tanya. <laughs> I'm getting better at so, it. Yeah. So what's next? I mean, come on. You just did this. You, I know the way your mind's thinking. You got to be already focused on something else. There's guys out there that are doing muscle-ups way better than me. Seriously? Yeah. So somebody's going to break your record, you think? I don't know about the 24. Maybe the guy that yeah. holds it now, I, I I can break my record. I feel like now that I've done it, I know where I went wrong, and I can make some adjustments. That's crazy, because you don't think. It. It's not something. You would want to do it again? No. No, okay, oh, you don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I want someone else to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you inspire somebody else to do it. Yeah. Who would be the oldest person? How old is Orth in your age? Which the, what would you think? I'd say he's around the same age. Really? That's totally guess. I yeah. Mean, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Just see if that has anything in it. Aren't um, you going to do the? Yeah. So I do hour? have some, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, um, there's people out there that are better at me than muscle ups and I want to be the best at muscle ups. I feel like I've showed I can run a marathon, but I haven't showed that I can run a sprint. And so I want to, I brought it up to Joanne the other day. I was like, Hey, would you be willing to support me in another attempt? And, she kind of laughed. I think she was thinking another 24 hour, but I want to keep it simple. One hour. Um, How many you can do in an hour? Yeah. And, and the record's 402, um, which is a pretty, pretty large amount in an hour. A lot. I think the average is like seven a minute to break it. Um, so about every 10, 10 seconds or less, you're doing the muscle up for what's an hour. The, what's the minute record? I'm not sure. They just did this whole, wow. uh, they just did this, how many calories or 50 calories there was just this big thing that Rogue did the other day about like fit, how yeah. fast can you burn fifty calories on on a assault bike, okay. which is like the yeah, that's the bike that your the arms move, arms move at too, the same yeah. time. And I think the record was like twenty five seconds. Yeah, I saw that. 
Looks like a big fan. People yeah. are wondering. Yeah. The wheel's not really what, but it looks yeah, like a so big Yeah, so I mean, I thought to myself, man, I wonder what the muscle-up record is for now, now that I'm so invested in this. So this is pretty exciting. So anybody out there that would like to also try this, it would be pretty good. What, what do you, I mean, you got to have a number in mind, right? Or you're just going to, you don't even care about the number. You're just going to go all out. So people understand the vernacular of athleticism and stuff when we say sprint versus marathon it's like a triathlon the sprints are the shorter uh, routes for swimming biking and running and and then a marathon is 26 and sprint is much lower than that mm -hmm. so the sprint is the tighter one shorter and like you're the going 100 meter dash versus yeah, the mile that would be a good yeah. one like in track use track and field vernacular that's better yet yeah exactly so you're you're going as fast as you can for a short amount of time um i mean you, you don't care about the number or we need to find out what the number is to beat yeah. Um, what is the record now, the Guinness World Record for one minute? One minute, I don't know. I know the most consecutive is 32, and that's the guy that... Jeez, that's it's hard I to comprehend. Vote for that he one. is just... Wow. I mean, he's from, I, I want to say Russia. I'm sorry if you're not from Russia, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the guy is just ripped up. I mean, he's... Uh, yeah. Like he, he I, he inspired, he's inspiring me. So does he look like the guy from Rocky Three? Was it or yeah, Ivan yeah. Drago? <laughs> I'll break 300? you. <laughs> I will break you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Three hundred. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think there's an ounce of fat on the guy. I mean, he's, well, you too. I mean, so you're for I mean, me. You're, that's inspiring. Um, yeah. I think I can do it. Um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of in between the 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 most consecutive and the, the one hour record. I think. If you can break the one hour, you can probably break the most consecutive and vice versa. So Yeah, it seems like one might as well just do both. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're super highly trained. So now you know you can get the reps in for a long duration, but why not just speed it all up now and put it in? That would require a diet, right? A different diet change or, or is your diet do you have a particular diet or are you just like I eat whatever? I don't eat whatever. Yeah. I'm, I try to eat clean. Okay. Um, avoid junk food, avoid the ice cream, the late night snacking. For me, my cheat meals are eating, making sure that I'm not missing meals. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I get so caught up with school and work and it's not good to skip training. Yeah, yeah, and then the next thing you know, it's it's at six o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't eaten since breakfast, and that's yeah. that's where I fail myself. Yeah. It's not I'm not a junk food guy. I mean, I I indulge in some yeah. some snacks every now and then, but I fasting is good. But come on now, yeah, <laughs> not yeah. not when you're doing you know way too much in the gym. You yeah. gotta eat. So. Makes sense. I last night I I, I kind of fell off the uh, old wagon there. I I, I would have been great all day yesterday. When you say clean, had no refined sugar. It was a good day, good eating. I had avocado in the morning with a you know organic eggs, and I put it all together. Everything was good. Dinner was good. Sweet potato. The whole thing. It's like vegetables. that meme that goes around. That, yeah. You know, you started out with really great <laughs> breakfast, and then by dinner you yeah on I, pizza. Oh, I killed it before I went to bed. You know what I did? I took a spoon of legume, which is peanut butter. I took a, which is not really good because, you know, before I go to bed. Then I had Nutella, Nutella was sitting there and I took a little bit of Nutella. Then I had some chips. Is that the craziest a combination? I don't know what made me. I'm like, I would, and, and then I wait, wait a few minutes so I can digest, you know, about 20 minutes and I brush my teeth and I go to bed. I'm like, why the heck did I just eat that? Killed my whole thing yesterday. So I wake up this morning. I feel like I got a little bit of a roll on around my gut. So I go on to YouTube. I find my kid's thing called Chloe Ting, T-I-N-G. I guess her name is. She's Australian. She does like an ab workout in 10 minutes. <laughs> so I did that for gallon few. 15 minutes equals one mile. So that, that's, that was my... Try, was my, try an apple or a banana instead of chicken. Do that. Okay, apple, banana, okay, I'll do yeah. that the next time. Banana, because so, banana's good before you go to bed. They say it helps you sleep. peanut butter. Okay. And an apple. 
sounds like go. Elvis Presley. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I'll do that. I think I'll do that. Good. I, well, you know what? It's an that interesting combination, peanut butter no, and but chips. Yeah, isn't it, it is. crazy? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I was craving salt. I'm wondering because they were salty chips. They were the brand that's salt and vinegar. And then it's Ooh, that's gross. Even that's worse. I know. That's, it's like, that's well, I think the vinegar is like uh, it's a probiotic. So that probably salt, helps settle vinegar, the stomach. <laughs> Nutella, and peanut butter all at one time. Well, it's like one at a time, but, you know, in order consecutively. Crazy stuff. I know. I don't know why I did that. that that's just a weird binge. And I, I could do really well. And then I'll, 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 I'll you know, just an hour left. I could have just went to bed and just forget about it and get up in the morning and go. And I, I didn't do it. Doggone it. I'm mad at myself. But that is important. But diet is important in a scheduled meal routine is as well. Mm-hmm. To do it fast and something, do you need something to kind of get those carbs going or something before to do one hour, like a sprint? Because I think like a sprint, Joanne, you know, you're talking, you know, some kind of nutrition out there, a goo or something. You need something to spike the blood sugar to get you going or is that in a... Yeah, like 20 minutes before-ish. Okay. The body's kind of... Body can survive. Uh, I think there was some... uh, Probably this... I might be completely wrong on this. This... uh, might have been a myth that I read once upon a time, but it was like the body has 28,000 calories that it can expend before death. Okay. Wow. How many? Wow. 28,000? 28,000 calories before death. I could be completely wrong on that. But like, I mean, to like, you would die. Like no more. You would expire. So if you... So like if you were doing an Ironman... And you didn't like, put those calories uh, in. I think like my highest burn on on an uh, on an Ironman was like fifteen thousand calories or something. But you eat during that. But like you're not going to die. It, but you're going to feel really terrible at the end if you don't eat. Gotcha. So twenty eight thousand is what your body would require. Right. If you were yeah. going to starve yourself and not eat anything and go on a fast, I think you could expend twenty eight thousand calories before you would die. Interesting. That's a crazy statistic. Yeah, I, I never would yeah. think that. Because you think about when you're on a bike, most people, well, let's just use it this way. When you go get but a But again, quarter, don't quote me. <laughs> no, but if you get a hamburger and it's got what, 600 calories, 800 calories for like a quarter pounder or whatever, I mean, I'm making that and I don't want to put that down, but I shouldn't even use a franchise name. But just say a, a, you know, franchise burger out there with cheese or something like that, and you bite into it and it's, you eat the whole thing and it's got mayonnaise on it, ketchup with sugar and all that stuff, and they're what, eight? 900 maybe 800 calories i'll say 850 at the most it's like 1080 calories maybe 1080 that's that's a lot and you're maybe saying 28,000 so that's a lot i mean you think calories and if you and then you burn it to burn that what would it take to burn in an hour i wonder how many calories you burn an hour in iron man what would you say average because i mean your body's mm, moving your sweat depends on depends on what you're doing between like i would say probably between 600 and 1000 calories an hour wow so in 20 i mean if you did like something you're up for a long period of time you could theoretically without eating of course it would take that much well i mean i did this i did this research this was a while ago i was like you know if worse comes to worse am i gonna die no probably not because i can burn 28,000 calories and i'm only gonna burn 15,000 calories so i'll be okay so that's kind of going back what brandon said you, you, it's the mindset. If you you have a goal in mind, you know, okay, this is what it's going to take for me to get here. Clearly, I'm not going to die. You know, it would take this much. I forgot to shut my ringer off. There you go. There you go. Podcast. Podcast. Podcast with Bob. I, I always shut my ringer off. I can't believe I had it on that time. Now I'm getting a call back. That, that's. I'll just tell you this. This is Crystal. She works at our front. She was the one who was going to let you guys in the front door. <laughs> and she's just calling me back now. A little late on that one. She knows she had. She probably had some business to attend to. But um, so I, I think that 
I, I and I totally I, I see what you're saying. It's it's a it's a mind game. It's a mental game. Um, you know, you're you're coming from a place of being like kind of down, you know you're down to earth, humble like Bob. Look, it doesn't matter who you are. You set that goal. You know, tell yourself this is what you're going to do, and you just you just kind of you get through it. Whether you get a muscle through it. So now the next step is trying to get to that next fast goal in a shorter period of time, which is incredible because you went from 24 hours to one minute. The goal is hour. hour. Excuse me, I said one minute. An hour. You were saying one minute if you could do something in a minute. But how many a minute? I would think, don't you have to be consecutive or are you going to keep doing more every minute to no, get so to that goal? Would it be the less? The way I break them down is I look at the total number and then what, it would t- what do I need to sustain per minute? Okay, so you would be consistent all the way through that one hour. Yeah. Okay. So my goal is to get to where I can sustain seven a minute for one hour. Wow. Okay. I can't even do, you know, if you try to do. Can you do a muscle up? Yeah. It, Bob? I, you know what? I haven't done a muscle up in years. I'd like to try one. I, I need to try come it. To the gym. Yeah, I'll come down to the gym and I'll try it. No, I, I, I'm just the I'm just the pull up guy or chin up. You sign, know, I usually, sign that waiver. Yeah, sign that waiver. <laughs> Holy mackerel! But I, you know, as far as when you're when you're doing that and you're you're kind of pressing. I mean, you're built. I mean, shoulders. I mean, you're a torn up guy. I mean, you're talking about this Russian dude, or possibly we don't know where he's from. <laughs> just one hour record guy. So, but I mean, you're but you're ripped too. I mean, and this is comes by diet. What is your regular workout routine besides doing muscle ups? Or do you, because the way Joanne says, it looks like it's all you do <laughs> yeah. your, and you got a physique. What about for your legs? Do you do anything for that? Oh, the kettlebell you, yeah. you have between the legs when you, um, you were walking. So <laughs> I'm really bad when it comes to I my I think health. I hit him. I'm like, whoa, let's see. What, dun, well, dun, this is going to sound terrible dun, 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 dun. as a, as no, a it's coach not terrible. and a trainer. Um, yeah. I'm very, I'm very focused on my clients and their training. So I kind of structure my own training around what I'm having each of my clients do. And, um, you know, I, I've, from my experience training people, I, I get a lot of good results with certain clients who enjoy or perform better when I'm actually physically doing the workout with them. Um, so I try to, to look at my week, you know, at the start of the week and kind of look at what I've got my clients doing. And then, you know, if I haven't done legs, I'm going to jump in with, you know, Will or so-and-so on this day and make sure that I'm, I'm getting that in. Cool. Yeah. But the, the overall focus is whatever my goal is at that time as far as training. So right now I'm going to continue to do muscle-ups until I get <laughs> good at them. Until <laughs> <laughs> you get good at them. Well, I guess that's the part that you're doing. You'll, you'll never be good at them. You'll, in your own mind, you'll be like, i got to keep, keep this rolling. Yeah. What, what, I think it's interesting because, Joanne, you do workout-of-the-day kind of stuff, and you kind of go with – with the clients or do whatever they're doing, but you do have a structured plan yeah. is what, you know, somebody listening, just, um, they're not going to do muscle ups, but they, they want to try to stay in shape and get a good strong core and, and overall get a good body physique. What would you, what, what's the recommendation there? Are you asking me? I'm looking at you. Oh, <laughs> it's not your hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't do a whole lot of super structured core with my, with my clients. Um, a lot of, a lot of their, just their regular lifting is enough to take yeah. care of that. I mean, there's always the people who, you know, who want, I mean, everybody wants their abs to feel, feel sore, but you, I mean, you can only, you can only make your abs so sore, uh, you know, doing certain exercises. So, um, a lot of that, a lot of that heavy lifting takes care of, of core exercises as well. So mm-hmm. that, as much as it's not like we're going to do a thousand sit-ups today or 90 right. sit-ups they did yesterday and now they're all walking around 
My hip flexors. You know, yeah, yeah, my hip flexors hurt or my abs hurt. And yeah, and I think people look at core as like abs. I don't look at core that way. Great I look po- at core as, as 360. So, okay. you know, your obliques, your, your abdominal muscles, your lower back, your rectors, like all the way around your trunk, your glutes. Like to me, that's your core. And everybody should do a core. Yeah, I, I do core every day yeah. in that sense. Now, do I do sit-ups every day? No. <laughs> they come, I mean, the, the, the abdominal, to me, it seems like it's so much diet. I mean, yeah, you got to do it. But, it, you know, I see people get great abs and they're like, I haven't done I, I mean, there's do a lot of people out there that won't even ever do a sit-up. Like, but they do a well-balanced core because of core. But if, you're, but if you go and you're squatting heavy or you're doing, I mean, pull-ups, whether they're banded or assisted, you have to stabilize your core in order to perform them correctly without hurting yourself. So I'm getting hemorrhoids. Right. I mean, not to be so, no, seriously. I mean, right. You got to tighten everything up down there. Right. Just being, you know, just being honest about it. I mean, it happened. <laughs> no, it happened <laughs> until, until it happens once. Then you're like, I'm doing core. It was in Vegas. I did. Cause I was, you know, doing the whole, uh, now he's speaking from, he's speaking from Bob's, yeah. From Bob's experience. Bob's experience. Yeah. Right. It was, it was too heavy of weight and I was, uh, you know, wrapping the knees, doing the whole thing. And I don't even know what I had. I, I think I had close to 500 pounds Had somebody spotting me and I'm squatting. And next day, I'm like, what in the heck is that? I'm like, ouch. I, I know. You squat 500 I mean, pounds? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was, two, <laughs> I was 220. I was 200. And, There's a big question. I was 205. Gym. No, I was 205. <laughs> Listen to this, 205. No, I bench pressed 225. I used to do 225 five times. What happened? I, I got a gallbladder surgery. I lost a lot of weight. I was vomiting like crazy. A meteorologist. I know. And then, no, well, I was always a meteorologist during that point too. I was working out with a guy named Greg Weezer. There's a picture of me on Facebook when I was really puffed up. Not and, that I doubt you. No, no, but I, but I, it was, it was something that I thought that I could do. I was, you were, uh, Dylan mentioned about creatine. I was doing the creatine. I never considered myself. I was never like a bodybuilder, but I was working heavy and I was really bulked up. And you're going to have to go back and find this. You got to find, no, I'll show you the picture. Bodybuilder Bob. I know. <laughs> Joanne always comes up with the great lines. The great cat man. Bodybuilder Bob. The great cat man. That was my daughter. Yeah. The youngest daughter calls me the great cat man. Do you know that? When I wear a gray shirt, my gray beard, and she, you know, she throws it out at me and she gets mad at me. You look like a great cat man, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. But I, I, um, but it's, it, when I was, do, when I was doing that, I was doing a lot of damage to my joints. I realized I ended up getting, you know, shoulder surgery came from injuries and flipping off bikes and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I started like throwing up a lot and I thought I was eating bad food at buffets. <laughs> no, seriously. I, I kept saying, oh, I got bad food. I was blaming it. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm throwing up like every month and, and it was different foods found out long and short that I had a, a chronic biliary dyskinesia diagnosis, diagnosis, which is your gallbladder is not functioning right. The refraction of releasing it sometimes would hold on to your bile so much that it would give you that nausea feeling to your, and then you puke. And then sometimes it wouldn't, which would give you bad indigestion and, or just get complete diarrhea out of nowhere. You eat something, it goes right through you. And I'm like, and then I had one doctor thought it was a pancreas issue. And I'm like, gosh, don't tell me that. Cause Patrick Swayze was just diagnosed recently. I'm like, gosh, I hope I'm not going to have something like that. Like pancreatic cancer, pancreatic cancer is a death sentence, you know? And then, um, found out they did, went to a good gastroenterologist and you got a bad gallbladder, Bob, you know, I went for a HIDA scan and, uh, it revealed it and, uh, and I got it out and I decided I had to start watching when I ate and then all of a sudden I'm losing weight. People, dude, are you all right? You know, I was getting like skinny. I mean, I went from 205 to about 180. That's a noticeable change. 
to like right now as you guys are looking at me now I probably this morning on a scale would have been 165 to 170 I kind of vary like that but I, I'm usually about good weight and I go to the doctor's 166 just under 170 and um, when I start seeing myself cut up I start feeling you know what I kind of like seeing the muscle definition you know if that makes sense and plus my bone structure I never was a big bone guy uh, you know I don't have I can tell your shoulders are broad I don't have broad shoulders I, I'm not I was never like that I was like pushing myself to to be that way and it's you know it puts a lot of strain on your on your joints oh yeah the bob jesuit story yeah we know all about your bodily functions yeah now and then yeah but uh but i just can't <laughs> picture no, you no, to no a man mind. wants to be i know yeah, ask my wife as she'll tell you oh. she's I, I look and pictures let me find that picture i looked i, I looked on air even consultants said i had a it's good it you don't look good on air it makes you look because we're analog tv then you look overweight you look puffy and they're not going to put you on, you know, they'd rather see you. TV puts. TV pounds puts on. pounds on you, too. They all, yeah, it's true. Because people see me and they'll go, God, man, you look smaller than, you, than I thought you were, you know, or whatever. So You don't want to hear that. Yeah, you don't want to hear it. No, guys don't want to hear that. Exactly, because it makes you feel puny and uh, yeah. you know, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, that, that happened to me when I got sick. Um, I lost a ton of weight. And I didn't realize that I was losing so much weight until someone said something. This is when I was still in Ranger Battalion. Um but yeah, that's something that what no did you guy get, wants you got to sick? Hear. How'd you get? Was it sick through training, or was it just you? Could no, talk about? so I, that's the reason that I went through the medical evaluation board um, shortly after. Um, for those of people that don't know, my mom and my stepdad died in a car accident oh, wow. in 2015, and at the time I was still in the 75th Ranger Regiment. And shortly after, probably you know, three, four, five months after the death of my mom and stepdad, I started getting sick, um, started seeing symptoms of, of blood and, and things like that in my, this kind of a gross. Oh, no, it's all right. I talked about him, right? So hey, you yeah, can yeah, just go for it. So, yeah, I opened the door there. So yeah, um, yeah, I started noticing some things when I would use the restroom and went to the medics and, you know, I was always working out. Um, so their response was, it's probably a, a hemorrhoid or a tear and, and you know, just lay off the weights and it should go away. And if it doesn't, you know, come back and see us. So I went back a couple of weeks later, still happening. A month later, still happening. Finally went and had a colonoscopy done and they did a biopsy and found colon or uh, ulcerative colitis and diagnosed me with that. Um, struggled for like the last two years of my career in the army trying to get that under control um tried every medication that i think they make for that for my disease and eventually it got to where i'm i'm on infusions now so every eight weeks i go to john b amos cancer it's, it's a chemo when you have colitis it's not a pretty thing it's not no yeah. so i i do infusions now um i go in every eight weeks and get infused with remicade is the medication that i'm on um but once I started taking that, I, I swear the first time, like I got pumped with that stuff, I knew that it was going to be, it was going to be the medicine that helped me, which was a blessing. But also I knew that that was the end of my career in the military. I knew that there's no way they were going to let me deploy uh, with that disease. So, and they, and they didn't, I yeah. assume that was it. Yeah, yeah. How many years did you have in the regiment at that point? It was coming up on eight, so a little like seven and some change. Oh wow! Yeah. But you know, it, but you're you know again, you're you said you're not going to let that define you. You went ahead and you you move forward from that. Uh, but 
but uh, getting that diagnosis now is that is that like a chemo type infusion or is this something else? Is this like a like a vitamin chemo. booster slash like a it's an inflammatory or anti-inflammatory like a vitamin C infusion or something like that? Something yeah. real high. No potency. doctor, but I think yeah, that's what it's <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's working. Yeah, man, you just set a Guinness Book of World Record. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, when you look at you see that's what's so amazing. People, you don't realize what's going on in everybody's lives. Do you think the accident hit something that, that probably exacerbated it a bit, probably with it nerves could, and stuff, it, I'm that's sure? That's what the doctors yeah. were saying. Um, Triggered they it They think more. that it could have been dormant in my system, and then, you know, all the stress of you know what was going on with work and life and everything just kind of brought it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So. I'm saying, you know, of course, uh, my condolences. I'm very sorry to hear that. But I think you're, because of who you are now and what you're doing, you, you lay down a really good foundation and testimony to, you know, to help other people, you know, get through situations that are that are tragic yeah. like that. I mean, but you, it you know. It was not, I mean, it it was a rough point in my life, honestly. It was a, a wake-up call. Um, when I found out I was getting out, I didn't. I'd never, that was never a thought that crossed my mind that when I joined, I was going to do 20 plus, you know, I was going to stay until they kicked me out sure, or until I retired. And then, uh, you know, you find out you're losing your career and you've lost your, your home, you know, like when I go home, I don't go home anymore. Um, yeah. It's just, to me, it's, it's, it's hard yeah. to go home. And I don't have that, that rock, you know, like that, yeah. that homestead, um, yeah with my mom anymore so for me you know when i go home it's usually to see my dad or the family that i have left and yeah. i'm out you know but i don't know it's just weird going home now um so i i, I guess i'm not running from it i do need to see my family but it's just I, I feel like i'm trying to figure me out right now yeah that's cool and and you know that that's a a good parlay now to go into gallant few because, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, what we support, too, with that. We, we do the Patriot Challenge. Uh, you know, Tony Main was the national director of it, you know, supporting Gallant Few of those running miles. We'll push towards that. Joanne getting behind it with uh, Tri Columbus and at our, at our events that are up there, uh, whatever we do. And you kind of did it through this. Do you think at some point some of those programs that help Corey Smith out in certain situations could, could be used to help a veteran you know, like yourself, family members, or anybody else struggling, going through any kind of strife in their life. Um, this is great. And Darby's worry support was another one too for transitioning. Yours is more came home, but it still works for that too. I mean, you're a veteran. I mean, you need to be taken care of, and everybody knows. And the healthiest thing is to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, and, and finding support. I mean, that's what those programs are great yeah. for is is connecting with community and, and people that have been kind of walked the same path and just connecting with, with people that are, you know, a lot that have been through a lot of the similar things that you're going through. Um, I think a lot of veterans isolate themselves, which is what I did when I got out. I mm -hmm. spent a lot of, I still do. I'm, I'm very introverted. I like to be alone. That's kind of how I recharge. And if I don't get that alone time, I'm kind of a terrible person to be around. So. <laughs> Joanne's mentioned something about that. Like you just don't want to talk that much. You're in a I corner do. doing muscle ups. Come on. I, I feel, I feel <laughs> no, you. Now, now, I feel so, you. And, which is why yeah. what I'm, why I love what I do training people. Yeah. It's, it, it, it gets me out of that shell. It, yeah. It's forced me to, do things like this, you know, talking in front of people. When I started coaching group classes and, you know, personal training, it, I'm a very shy person. I, I don't like to talk. Public speaking is like my enemy. <laughs> so, you know, could have so, fooled me. I mean, you're doing great. But, but yeah, so yeah, like it's helped me in a lot of ways. And 
um, it's also allowed me to help people with some of the things that I've struggled with. You know, I've realized a lot of people are going through their own problems and just taking what I've learned from my experiences and I've tried to help people with not just their physical goals, but their, their mental headspace. You, you saw uh, episode one on the Bob Jezel show opened up with Michael Schlitz and Mike Schlitz, you know, he lost everybody in his unit. He was ambushed in Afghanistan and uh, he was burned over 80% of his body. He's surgery after surgery after surgery. He's got um, prosthetic arms and, and um, he, he, you know, he told me, he made a really good point when I said, you know, people make excuses, Mike. And he goes, well, Bob, you got to understand, everybody's pain they have in their life or they got something going on. For them, if you measure it, that's a terrible, I mean, for them, that's that's their hardest thing they've ever had. So to you, you would be like, I can get through that. It's no problem. But we all have something and we all have to kind of get through it. You know, and I hate that old age. People say, well, you think you got a bad, somebody's got it 10 times worse than you. You know, that kind of saying. But Mike was trying to illustrate, like, Bob, just understand somebody who maybe who just they, their finger, they have a trigger finger or something, you know, some smaller arthritis in it. And, and they have a job that requires sewing or to them. And it's the worst thing that can happen. They're zeroed in on that. That's their struggle, you know, losing a parent or, you know, in that case, being burned on your body. But feeling suicidal, but now realizing I can't take myself out, Corey Smith, i.e. saying just because I lost some guys and then now my wife wants to divorce me, take my kid back home, you know, what am I, I have nothing to live for, but those support groups help to say, hey, you know what? No, you you know, you're, 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 this isn't what your guys would want and you're, you're just, you're selling yourself out. Don't do that. You know, don't, you know, you need to be standing here. We're expecting you to keep leading the way or doing whatever you do. It's a lot of pressure sometimes, but by you, getting involved even with Joanne being training and stuff. And I know it's Joanne, you, you have a lot of, you know, a lot of your folks, I know it's more geared towards military, but you also have, you know, you got a person there too, who's uh, had an accident. He was paralyzed and he's working out and, you know, yeah, we have a yeah, you, pretty eclectic group of people over there. So, yeah. I mean, we do a lot of rehab. We do a lot of, I mean, it's just not, it's not just, re, it's not just military. It's, um, I mean, people from all walks of life. So, um, like spinal bifida, um, car accidents, TBIs, shoulder replacements, hip replacements. I mean, it's, uh, it's like rehab central. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause so, yeah. I mean, when you think physical and mental rehab, yeah. cause mental, yeah, sure. it goes both hand in hand. Right. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting. You end up finding a lot of people who played sports in in high school and in college and, or they're just getting out of the military and, you know, they were so involved in sports and then all of a sudden they vault into adulthood or, you know, adulting. And now yeah. they find that they're 40 years old or 45 years old and they're not what they were. And adulting is not a word. Adulting. I'm, sorry. I'm trying it's to, I'm trying it's to, it's too, it's too many too letters. To me. we got to get five. Tried. Yeah. I was, I was counting. <laughs> is adult plural. That may be my opening. That's it. Yeah. Tomorrow. We got, we got, we got the, uh, we got a, a referee here for Wordle sitting right next to us. Dylan Hansen. Adult yeah. is not uh, yeah. Wordle today. Yes. Yeah, not Wordle today. It's but, um, you do, I mean, yeah. you do get a, a lot of people who, who want to, for lack of a better word, be better and kind of turn back the, time the clock of time yeah and uh return to their old self what do you what is brandon tucker what's the what there was a fun side of i know it was you're, you're the crazy teenager kid what got you to go into the military i mean i mean there was something about your adventurous you're you you know you got that 
thrill-seeking side to you? Yeah, so I got out of high school and had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. That's um, how it always starts. Yeah, so <laughs> didn't go to school. I had a job opportunity out of high school um, working for an ex-girlfriend's father, um, making really good money for an 18-year-old kid, um, bearing fiber optic cable. Yeah. And um, was running heavy machinery and thought that that would be a cool thing to do and did that for a couple of years and just I wasn't happy. I was making good money, but money I, I learned, which was a valuable life lesson. I learned that money is not going to be what's going to make me happy. Um, I didn't have any pride. I felt like I had a lot of potential that I wasn't using. And around that time, I think it was 2010, I graduated in 2008. So after burning up two years after high school, my brother, Dustin, I'm going to do a shout out to my brother. Too. Yeah, way to go, Dustin. <laughs> Dustin, Dustin in the Tucker. house. That's right. He, um, I, I would say that he was probably my biggest motivator. He got deployed to Afghanistan in 2010. And for me, that was, it was hard. Yeah. You don't want to see your brother going off to war and the thought of never seeing him again or, you know, not knowing, is he going to come home? And, you know, that inspired me. I, I didn't want to be on the sidelines. We, growing up, you know, we were very competitive. I, I got four brothers. I grew up, you know, was raised with two of them. And so growing up for me was very, competitive and hostile and just yeah, the very yeah, punching so, but in high school me and my brother we played and you know we were on the starting five on our high school basketball team together he was a senior i was a sophomore and you know we played two years of basketball together so when i got out it was i don't know it was almost like a team bond between my brother and i didn't want him serving if i wasn't serving and yeah, that's how, that's a great story. Yes, I don't see you as a basketball player. Are you like a point guard or something. You know, you know, guard, oh, we guard, even yeah. have a basketball hoop at the gym. Yeah, and that's I a new thing, Joanne. I've never seen you shoot the basketball. <laughs> Let's well, we find something play. new. I, I'm not bad. I, okay, I well that's just new. We got a new Guinness Book of World Record. We're going to start here with Brandon Tucker. The uh, next one's going to be how many hoops <laughs> could we shoot, and maybe do muscle ups on the on the you know like do a layup and then yeah, yeah just slam it. Yeah. yeah, how many slams can you do? That's that's great. But I mean, so you're you're doing this. You just going and let. Did you enlist? Just going enlist at that yeah, point? Yeah, so my brother came home for two weeks, and I was kind of going through some trouble that I'd gotten myself into at the time, and he was just a totally different person when he came back, um, not in a bad way. I mean, there were some things that I could tell that, you know, combat and war had kind of affected him in, in certain ways, but he was just uh, the demeanor and the the discipline and like all that, you know, just who he was and how he carried himself was really inspiring. And Good. That's what motivated me to join. But I remember him coming home on his two week leave and took took us on vacation. I think we went down to Florida or something. He wanted to get out of town, so we went down there. But he was talking to me about it, and I, you know, I'd ask him. He's like, "And you need to join the military. You, know, you, you get out of this town. You're getting in trouble, and like you need to do it now before it's too late." And, and um, he was telling me about his deployment and how there was rangers at his where they were staying at the fob they were staying at and he was like yeah man these guys are freaking bad at yeah bad you can say it okay, yeah <laughs> and he's like so uh you know if i was you you know i would enlist go active don't because yeah. my brother was national guard and he's like you don't want to be guarding the gates for these guys you know it's just you're not going to want to be doing what what I, which he wasn't gate guard he was combat engineer but yeah. he would see these guys coming out you know off target off missions at break a daylight coming in from a mission and you know they're all dirty and yeah looking like they've been out fighting and he was like dude if you're if you're wanting to go in and kick doors down and and do what you see on you know 
the movies are showing. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you should probably go be a ranger. Yeah. And I had no idea what a ranger was. I no idea. Isn't that great? That's a great story. Yeah, so I, I, I joined, and I didn't get a contract. Um, the Option 40, which is a, is a ranger contract, which t- basically takes you straight through basic AIT, through airborne school, and then right into ranger assessment selection program. Um, but I didn't get that contract. My I wasn't the smartest, so my GT score or my ASVAB score was a little low. Um, so I didn't qualify for the the Option 40 contract and decided that the best option for me would be just to go infantry. And, and my brother was just like, tell your drill sergeant you want to be a ranger and just bust your butt and try to you know, crush the PT test. And maybe it'll work out, maybe it won't. And I just kind of took a risk and did everything that my brother told me to do. And I maxed every PT test I've ever taken in the Army. Wow. Um, and uh, after air, or after basic training, the drill sergeant came up to me and was asking if I wanted to, or to, actually told me I had a Option 40 contract. He's like, I was able to get you an Option 40 contract. You're going to go to Airborne School, then go to Ranger School, or not Ranger School, but Ranger Assessment Selection Program. And the next day, so it was like the day before we graduated, the next day he comes up to me. He's like, actually, your orders are to Germany. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I was freaking out. I didn't know what, what, you know? And, uh, I told him, I was like, I don't want, I want to be a ranger. Like, what can I do? He said, the only thing that I'm going to be able to do for you is get you to rain or to airborne school. I said, he said, uh, when you get it, when you get over there, go talk to the ranger liaison and see if you can somehow talk your way into sealing one of those contracts. And uh, that's what I did. I got over to airborne school after airborne school we got released for the day i went over to the ranger liaison there was a giant um e5 or e6 staff sergeant <laughs> giant e6 yeah i mean they put the guy. biggest burliest yeah, yeah, ranger yeah. they could find in there and i walked like chuck kogel like yeah. yeah and um so uh, here i am private tucker and the staff sergeant was just super intimidating i was shaking and told him why i was he just looks at me like what the hell are you doing in my office and, yeah you know, Sergeant, I want to get a. I want to be a ranger, and he's like, "What the hell makes you think you can be a ranger?" Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, there's no sensitivity here. We're, we're gonna. So, long story short, he told me to go back to the barracks, write an essay on why I wanted to be a ranger, why I thought I was a good fit for the, the regiment, and what made me different than the six guys that quit on him yesterday, and told him the same bullcrap story <laughs> I'm about to tell him. And so I, I went back and poured my heart out into a. 2000 word essay and went back the next day and handed it to him. And he's like, you know, I was about to walk out and he said, no, where are you going? Turn, turn around and come back. So I'm standing You're up. You're the only one that actually wrote the essay. Yeah, probably, just, like, is that true? I know. You're probably like this well, guy. I thought he was going to read it. Schmuck. He wrote it. I, we tell this to everybody. Nobody he comes back with 2000. It. He did it. Yeah. So he, this guy really wants it. Yeah. He, um, made me read it, <clears throat> read it in front of him and the whole time. He kicked his feet up on the desk and can picture this laughing at me and you know because i poured my heart out you know oh, I'm saying uh, yeah. he uh after i got done reading him like I'm, the paper's physically shaking in my hand yeah. <laughs> and um so he's like go get the print or go get the paper off the printer and sign it and bring it back to me so i ran and got it signed it put, took it back to him and then he's like all right you know, like it was like a blank stare and i'm just staring at him and we're staring at each other he's like what are you doing it's like so when do i find out if i get the the contract or not she he's like, he's like you just signed the damn contract. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my house. I'll see you, you know, a couple weeks. Or that's whatever. great. So oh, that's I love how it. I, I love it. That's how I made my way into Ranger Regiment. That's a great story. What, you don't mind me just getting, just glean. What, give me one of your 
hard on your sleeve phrases in that 2000 essay. You don't uh, I'm sorry, no, that, that, would that be making yourself, yeah, putting yourself no too vulnerable? Yeah, 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 I, yeah I, don't I don't remember that. I don't remember. That's off limits right there. Ah, oh, Joanne, I'm just trying to know, but maybe give another person uh, an idea. No, it came from the heart, and he, he saw that, you know, yeah. and, you, and you came in the door and that, but I love that story. That, that's a, you know what? That could be script for a movie. Yeah. Seriously, that's script for a movie. Maybe that's where they day. get ideas from. That, that's a great. That's a great, great story. Next docudrama. So your brother is a engineer, infantry man, and here you're the ranger brother, the baby brother, and and he's got to be pretty proud of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been. I mean, my brothers. We we're still supporting each other. That's great. Um, he's actually out now as well, and um, training to be a firefighter. Wow, he doesn't stop. No, so good for him. My younger brother, Elijah, the, the younger one after me, um, Elijah Dawson, he's actually looking at joining the Army now, too. So, How old is he now? He's 22. Okay, 23. 23. 23. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah. Good time to get in. Probably get his head straight a little yeah. bit. I mean, he's going as an E4. Or is he? Me and Dustin have tried <laughs> yeah. to tell him over and over again, hey, don't do that. Do this. We've done that. Yeah, he's work, getting all the good. But he's yeah. not going to. Everyone's gotten their own path and their own, yeah. their own way, and he's kind of. I think he's finally to a point to where you know, now's the time. He's tried the Marines. He failed the hearing test. He's had some ear infections and stuff that were kind of – he kept failing it at MEPS. He was failing the audio or the the hearing test and ended up not getting in. But I had a long talk with him, and, and he was like, I've tried. You know, I tried. He kept saying, I tried. I tried. And I said, Elijah, you didn't try. Yeah. You didn't try. Like, you're, you gave up. Like, trying is like, All right, go knock on the next door. Right. You went to the Marines. The next door is the the Air Force or the Army. Like, go knock on some doors, man. And um, not that that's your only option. I don't think military. I think that, yeah, the Marine Corps, from what I understand now, the infantry, their training is like you're all in one. They don't really rely. I mean, they can do everything themselves in a sense in a mission where Army, you got more window of opportunity. I think you got many different jobs or MOS I think options. All it seems like, yeah. Have, yeah, you know, have something, you think. Yeah. yeah. But, but I think you do well. Yeah, I, I just know what it did for me. Um, looking at where Elijah's at right now um, in his life, I a lot of similarities to where I was when I was his age, maybe almost his age. I joined yeah. when I was 21, so. Yeah. But I think I, I can see it in him, and I know that he's finally. I think that that he will join, um, and if not, I still support my brothers. And I told him that I said, "You don't have to join the the military to make me proud, man." You know, yeah. so I. I Elijah is like, uh, he don't have his mom and he don't have a dad. Yeah. So that's, what's tough. Yeah. That's tough for him. I know he's going through some, so having you there and your older brother and that, you guys could kind of let him know, especially at his, his age, I assume your stepdad was his biological dad. No, no it wasn't okay. his biological father, okay. but it was the only father he ever knew. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. A dad's a dad. doesn't matter if it's biological. That's true. Who raises you? I mean, he's, he was his dad, yeah. which is why it wasn't <coughs> technically my stepfather. Yeah. Um, but to, in my eyes, it was your dad. Closest yeah. thing I'd ever had to a stepfather. Yeah. I mean, I got a very loving and like my dad. There, there's nothing bad I could say about my dad. Yeah, uh, my dad and my mom just didn't work it out, you know. And, yeah. and they went their separate ways. But my dad was always a loving and supportive father, and taught me, you know, a lot about manhood and just being a. He's a very godly man. So yeah, he taught me a lot about God. Tell by the names and name uh, brother Elijah. I mean, it it sounds like you know. Somebody who's, you so, know, has got a good foundation, if you will, which is really so, good. Yeah, I feel, me and Dustin kind of feel like uh, a lot of responsibility for him. Yeah. 
And you had the four, who's the fourth brother? All right. So yeah, I got, so my dad got remarried gotcha. to, um, Julie Tucker, okay. his wife, and they had two more sons. Okay. That's true. Yeah. And I, I'm in the same boat like that. Yeah. I got my brother, Joe and Hannah, they're from my still same dad. Yeah. So I got mother. an 18 yeah. year old brother, uh, Ethan Tucker, and then, um, I believe he's 15 now. It's crazy. Wow. wow. It's yeah, crazy. 15, yeah. Austin, Austin's yeah. 15, Ethan's 18. And, um, Ethan is the last time I saw him, he came to the pool or the muscle ups yeah. a couple of weeks ago and the dude's blown up, man. He's Oh really? He's he's, oh yeah. Oh, I bet <laughs> you he is now. He's so like, I, I'm just saying, I'm going to show him. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll <laughs> be the one to go after my record. I <laughs> runs in, uh, runs in a family. So yeah. genetic, it's gotta be genetic. It's good. But men, men need to have male influence. I totally agree with that. It helps them keep straight. That, that's the problem with today's world. We, these boys are running around. If you don't have a good male influence, yeah, this is they don't respect male authority, yeah. and I, I think that's both sides of fence. Isn't it's not a it's it's, it's the truth. It's, my life would have went one would have gone the other way. Yeah, I'm 100 percent sure if I didn't have positive male influence in my life, um, and I think that's why a lot of kids end up the way they do is is the lack of a male role model in their yeah. life. You know, nothing against mothers, but there doesn't you know yeah. a, a, a boy needs a man to 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 chase you know right. someone to, to look up to and so I they think a lot games. of these kids yeah. they're they don't have that good role model the role models that they have probably aren't the best and which is why I think my life turned out the way it, it went is I I knew what I was doing was not yeah not what I should be doing I was getting in trouble and um like I said my brother came home and I've always had someone to look to um for what right looks like but also, I've had another side of my family to know what, right. I, what wrong looks like. So, as your dad would say, "Amen, yeah. amen to that." <laughs> Look at that; that's good, man. I'm proud of you because that's. Uh, I think I think it's great what you're doing. Um, I'm glad you're you know you supported you know Gallant Few and, and the muscle ups. Um, you know we we can't can't say anymore. I mean this that Brandon Tucker, man, you lead the way, brother. Appreciate that. Lead the way, Joanne. Sure. Any last words? I got nothing. You got nothing. That's normal. She's got nothing to say about nothing right now. Is that what you're saying? We did it. We covered it. We covered it all. But uh, again, Brandon Tucker is the guy to watch out for. He's going for that one-hour sprint pull-up <laughs> record muscle for up. Muscle, muscle up again. Up. Oh, he's still doing muscle ups. I'm sorry. Muscle yeah, muscle up. We're gonna. He already did that already. So he's he's going for his third third one, and I think he's gonna do it for sure, definitely, because he said so. If he said yeah, so, come it's watch, happening. Bob. Come watch. Yeah, we're You're gonna local. You can come. And we're gonna do this in uh, the Columbus, Georgia region at CrossFit CSG. So check out Brandon Tucker there. Um, we're gonna put a link for Brandon Tucker and all the stuff that you can support. I know there's ways you can support him and Gallon Few. We're gonna put that on this as well. So we appreciate all that you do, Brandon. Thank you so much for your service. Joanne, as always, too. And for you at home, thanks for checking us out here at WRBL.com. You can check our video podcast anytime and select as you please. You can also check us out wherever you get your podcasts, like on, you know, iHeart, Spotify, Apple. Those are a few places. And you can also catch me on social media. And we're going to see a clip, right, guys? We're going to see the clip of this <laughs> on social media to kind of get you to where you need to go. So if you're a social media guru, we'll have that as well on Bob Jeswell Facebook uh, community page. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram and Twitter. And I hope uh, you check Brandon out next time. Support our men and women that serve this country or any capacity, those who are in service of any way or another, because without them, boy, we'd be in big trouble. Thank you so much for our freedom. Let's send it back to you guys till next week. We'll be back.